When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to the Liverpool Groove. Got a few games to discuss, a few games to talk about. Start with City. Um, I'm I'm happy with the result. You know, I thought it was a really good game. Uh, draw was probably the fair result for me. But yeah, look, last season we went there, we got fucking battered. <laughs> so it's an improvement. I'm I'm happy with it. Yeah, say so I, I don't like saying I'll bite your hand off for a point before the game, but. You know, we I think they, they showed levels. They went through the gears with us, and they looked brilliant at times. They really did look a, a fantastic footy side. So as the game was going on, we we didn't create too much in the sense where we could walk away and go, "Oh, we could have won the game." We could have done obviously if we took the few chances we did did make. But no, I think a draw was was fair, if not a bit lucky for us. You know, they they were remarkable on the day. I think we we done bits very well obviously it was a bit sloppy at, at times as well but you know we, we never created half as much as them but we scored the same amount of goals as them and that's all that matters I think a yeah. point I'd have been gutted if we didn't get a point because I don't think we sort of deserve to lose we've we done enough not to lose but they were better yeah I think yeah I'd probably go along with that in fairness um, I don't think they really Doku, I think he. I, I thought he he was very good. In fairness, I thought he was their best player. Um, but at the same time, I don't think he done as much as it. He he looked like he done a lot, but I don't think he done a lot. If that makes sense. Um, yeah, he done a lot like ghost and pass players into no man's land to an area that doesn't cause any danger. No real end product. Never created much. So yeah, he he sort of like he looks brilliant on the ball. Like a bit of a manny, those mm. little turns and can pick up the pace in that. But you never really put us in, under any danger. Yeah, it was a weird one, but um, he's a very good player. He, and you know the fact he's only just come to the league is is quite worrying. <laughs> Actually, Terry does look that good straight away. Like to be fair to them, um, but yeah, I mean a few a few players I want to ask you about because I think there was a few players under the microscope um, and just. You know, performance is getting looked at a bit too much in the scheme of things. So, Allison um, had a poor game by his standards, but still, you know, that save just before we scored that that's what we've got him in the team for. Yeah, poor in a footballing sense. That was it. I think when when a goalie's having that type of game where he's a bit slower to react with his feet and he's he's making bad passes and that, stop including him in the game. That's down to our centre halves, and that's to say, yeah, stop passing it back to him now. See, he's struggling. It's going to cause us an issue. Just fucking, I'll be the last man. I'll fucking get rid of it, sort of thing. So I pass the blame on a little bit, but 
as a goalkeeper, he made a few really good saves and kept us in the game. That's what he's there for. Yeah. Do you think he could have got a bit more on Haaland? Do you think he could have done a, could have done a bit better? Should have saved it, yeah. Hmm. Should have saved it. But again, like it's obviously it's it's just a heat of the moment thing. It's, it's one minute he's got the ball, next minute it's in the back of his net. Yeah. But I think um, like they were over analysing that touch and the goal thing. It was a fantastic finish and that keeps you saving. Yeah. But I think I think he's because of the way he is, I think he's too far off his line. So when Yeah, I, I don't think he's he, expected the shot, has he? I think as early as it has been. I think he's a yard further back, he pushes that round post. Yeah. It's just his positioning. It was because of the build up in the play. Mm. Uh, but yeah, do you know what? Fucking hell for for every mistake he makes, he makes it under fucking top class save. So not gonna ridicule the man too much. No, no, absolutely not. Ah, um ah, <laughs> um sent to talk about him. Um it depends it depends which way you you look at it if you're just basing on it's weird because obviously it looks Doku completed the most dribbles in the game on with seven. Chen won possession the most in the game. Um so who, who really won How that does battle? that even work? I don't know. Uh, I, I just think like dribbling past someone's not Fucking hell, lad. I could I could dribble past Messi a hundred times without him touching the ball, but be nowhere near him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you haven't got to be close to a player to be classed as a dribble. It was sort of the same with with Van Dyke when he'd never been dribbled past, and our fans are going, "Oh, he's never been dribbled past." But still no hasn't this season, by the way. No one's even been near. <laughs> what I mean to do it. Yeah. So yeah, I don't think I've seen things. I've seen the stats being dribbled past seven past seven times. Uh, <laughs> I didn't witness him struggle in defence. I thought he played well. I thought he played all right and done what he had to do. At times when Doku had the ball and he was in no danger to create nothing, he sort of let him go a little bit hmm. and give him the space and never dived in. Stuff like that, I think. Yeah. To be I, honest, I, I think there was only... I thought he played well. Yeah. No, we, I, I, I thought his performance was really good. I think there was one or two times where Doku has got past him and like you said, he's kind of let him in a way a little bit to not give away a foul in a, in a dangerous disposition, I suppose. But it's them ones where Doku slows it right down and he's got that burst where he can just, you know, he can pick the speed right back up and Trent hasn't quite that quite got that acceleration the way he has. And it's it's one of them. He, he'd do that to yeah. every defender in the league. But then, you know, his, his end product in that game hasn't been good. So it hasn't mattered. Man, Mane and Salah do it to Van Dijk every single day in China. Yeah. But there's some players are just, Brilliant at doing that, stopping the ball dead, and then before you've even thought what you want to do, he's gone past you. That's mm. fucking Some players are just really good at that. <laughs> you can't. You're not a shit defender because you can't defend against some of the fastest players in the league. Yeah, yeah, it's it's just the way it goes, isn't it? The way people like to uh, overanalyze things, as I say. Um, but his goal, he took it fantastically. It was a great finish. Um, should have been tracked. The run should have been tracked, in fairness, but fair play to him. Very similar to Haaland's goal in the fact that he's took it so quick and, you know, the fact we've got a right back who can finish as well as Haaland in the game is fucking mad. Um, my only criticism of him is, sorry to just jump in, my only criticism of him is in that game, um, and with uh, I think it was Sobersly at the same time, was the goal. Uh, Aki just going past them as easily as he did, as he did um, was was very, very poor, but that that's my only criticism at Trent in the game. Yeah, I think I've seen Man City fans like over analysing how many players they had around Nunes and that. 
sorry, Liverpool fans. And I think that's where it stands, gets that space. They they put on three or four men around Nunes every single time the ball went near their box. And it was sort of like zonal marking. They were just targeting him. So I think that's why Trent's got that space to, to do what he does. Because literally no one goes near him, do they? And he's no, just a, no. just a, like an, an open area. And again, I think they've sort of disrespected what we're capable of doing from outside the box a little bit. Like, like we do with teams. You yeah. know, if it's outside the box, you see if you've got a top-class keeper, top-class defence, it's not getting through. But fucking did. <laughs> it did. Um the other side of the defence, um, I thought Simakas again had a very good game. Um, the the bit I keep seeing it on social media, and it, it was just so good, like where he's just nudged, folding away from the ball. But like in that scenario, how many times you see the defender nudging the player and then the ball going out, and he's kept it in and started an attack. Um, but I thought he didn't. I didn't think he put a foot wrong in the game. I thought he was brilliant. Yeah, and especially I think we discussed it the other week about him. Like he, he's had a bit of a tough time where. He's gone from being up there, fans saying he's the fucking next Robbo to people ridiculing him for every single thing he does wrong now. He's had a few bad games. Nothing dramatic. He had he made one major mistake. And I think other than that, he's been he's been all right. He just mm. he's just not Robbo, but I thought he was fucking superb against them. So again, he, he shows that the, the level's there. He's just gotta be consistent with it. Thought he was brilliant, yeah. Bringing yeah. the ball out as well and like never not misplacing passes, sort of kept it simple, kept it to what he's good at. And when he did put the ball in the box, it was, was an all right cross. So, yeah, so you just can't compare, you can't compare players like Robbo to, to anyone because he is rare. Yeah, players, his work rate and the way he gets up and up and down the field, the way he chases, he's, he's just a rare breed of football and he's an old fashioned fucking Scottish footballer and they're hard to come by. Yeah, and I think that's the problem is is we do it as fans, but I think Klopp kind of does it a little bit. We've seen it with Gomez is he, he plays these players who don't play as often and expects them to do the job in the exact same way that the player that are placing does. And I think we've expected that. We're so used to the way Robertson plays that we expect Simakas to, to play that way as well. And it's the same with Trent. We we know how he plays and then when Gomez starts there, we expect Gomez to play in the same way and because he doesn't, we go, oh, he's, or well, not us specifically, but fans go, oh, he's shit him. We're missing Trent. And it's like, well, we're not. And we've seen it when he tries to play, play like Trent. He struggles a lot. And we've seen it in games he switches it up second half and Gomez has played like himself, a, a better defender. And he's he's been absolutely fucking rock solid at right back. So we've got to stop thinking that these players, as I say, are going to come in and, and do a job the same way that the players that are placed. Now, let them play their own game and you'll see the best of them. And we, we've seen that with Simicas. That's it, lads, yeah. Play to, play to everyone's strengths. You know, you're not going to get Gomez fucking running up the wing or playing 60-yard ball and behind defenders. So let him defend and, and pass that ball on to someone else. Mm. If, when Trent's not there, then stop a slide. Here's your man, McAllister. Do this now. Just becomes part of your game. So, yeah, I think... Um, I think most of the lads played well. I thought the only one who, who really did frustrate me was Jones. And it wasn't nothing personal. I just thought he was a little bit laxy-daisy, a bit slow, means the mm. bit too much time. It's like that one where he passed it back in the box, I don't I don't see the big fuss over that. I think he has got quite a bit of time and he plays that ball to be cleared by somebody else. Um 
So I'm not, not asked about stuff like that. I just think on the ball physically, when he didn't have a lot of time, he just dawdled and he lost possession quite quite often. Mm. Well, he was but the other one I was going to ask you about, in fairness. Um, he's just come back from injury and fucking, it says a lot about him that he's come back from injury quite a, a, quite a lengthy spell out and he comes straight back into the fold against Man City away. Well, that's <laughs> so, it. Like, fucking, that, that's credit to the lad. He never had a great game, but there's a reason why he's starting over others. Yeah. And for me... That again. Yeah. I mean, I, I put it on, on Twitter and I just think, for me, it was the wrong game to start him in. Uh, coming back from, you know, we hadn't played in over a month um, through red card and then obviously injury as well. Um, I just think it would have made more sense to start Gravenberg, who come on and was absolutely phenomenal, by the way. Um, would have made more sense to start him there and then start Jones tomorrow against Lask. Um, it was it was a big ask for him to come into that game. But like you said, it, it shows that the level he was at before, he's had this little setback and the level that Klopp sees him at as well. Yeah, as well. Like, I think I said on the last one, I think if Jones was fit, he, he should be playing because he's the, he's the one out of all of them where I don't think he has a designated role. He just can sort of drift into the six a little bit and drift as an eight a little bit. And he can go out wide and take the ball. And he, he plays simple football, gets it, passes, goes. But I'd have liked to have seen Endo start against Man City, you know, when you know they're going to be penetrating it and trying to fucking control that midfield. I'd like someone with a bit more bite in there. I think we'd have benefited more. But... Overall performance, it's not like they completely consulted the midfield. I thought we had our spells where, you know, if it was a boxing fight, it was around to them, then around to us, then two to them, then one to us. Do you know what I mean? It was close, yeah, yeah. close enough for it to not be a knockout. It was a fucking, it was a good fight, a good game. Mm. And yeah, I think, I think Jones just coming a bit too early, but I did call it to say like we could have done with him to be able to do the both roles, but just think on the day. I think of the midfield, just a fucking gear, gear ahead. I think we win that game. Yeah. Um. Now, it, look, it was, I'd say, good game. It was a good result Um. in the grand scheme of things. When you consider our record there over the last few years, it take it all day. Um. Obviously, did come out of it with a couple of injuries, Um. which we've now sort of got a bit more of an idea with. So, looks like Alisson, there was talk going around he was going to be out for five, six weeks, but doesn't look like that's going to be the case. It looks like it's only going to be two or three, thankfully. Um, and obviously Jota is, is going to be a bit longer, um, which is a shame because he's been he's been vital when he's played recently. Um, so we're going to miss him big time. But Alisson, obviously, we're not really used to missing missing him. Um, I asked this on Twitter. Are you comfortable with Kelleher playing uh, sort of longer run of games I know against Toulouse he didn't really fill with them a lot of confidence you'd expect it because he doesn't play a lot but you know we talk about him being the best number two in the league which he, he very possibly could be but is he is he just a number two or has he got the ability to be a number one we'll see won't we <laughs> <laughs> um, you're replacing the best goalkeeper in the world, bar none, um, for a few weeks. And it, again, it's pressure, especially like that is a, a position where you're on your fucking own. If you make a mistake, 
you can make 10 world-class saves and then you make a mistake and everyone wants you dead. Mm. It's a horrible position to be in. Um, I don't get the negativity that I've seen from some of some fans about him that you'd, you'd swear like it was Carrius in goal. <laughs> no, I don't think he's done. I don't think he's done anything wrong to merit any lack of belief in him. I think we've only seen good things from him, but it isn't against often the lesser team. So let's just see how he does. Shouldn't be putting any pressure on him, and hopefully he takes his chance. Hopefully. He plays that well. We're sort of we go into Robo mode. Oh, will Allison come back? Because <laughs> oh, you know there'd be a fucking few of them about. Yeah, probably. Yeah, not not worried. And even with Adrian, lad, I think Adrian's more than capable of playing games against like Lash and Fulham. Mm. You know what I mean? I don't think it's it's not a big not a big concern for no. me. The favourable not- games to miss, aren't they? If we're being honest, yeah. like if there was not that, yeah, obviously you don't want injuries ever, but if there was a if you if someone went here at the start of the season, they pick a run of four games that Allison's going to miss through injury. You'd probably go Lask, Fulham, and Sheffield United. You know what I mean? So, um, win those three games now. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's look as I say, I don't think he filled people with a lot of confidence in to lose. I think he probably could have done better with certainly the first goal against them. Um, Again, I say no, he's playing as a unit played bad. Yeah, I know we did, absolutely. It doesn't help as well when you've got a, a, a changed defence and then a changed keeper and there's no fucking structure to it all. And this is what this is why you need you need the same back four all the time because it mm. gives gives confidence. And then obviously they gain confidence from having Allison behind them, but you know, we'll gain confidence from having a fucking a Van Dyke or a Canate yeah. So we should be sad. Do you think do you think Ella Hell start tomorrow with obviously him now being number one for a few weeks, or do you think I, I don't know if Adrian can play in the, in Europe, but um those other keepers registered, so do you think we might see a, a competitive debut for maybe Jaros or something? No, it's gonna have to play Kelleher. Again, momentum. You need you, the more he plays, the better. Imagine being Kelleher and you could have your first four week spell and you're getting fucking dropped for <laughs> For the Europa League, <laughs> like fuck this. So yeah. no, I hope he starts. I hope he starts. So I wouldn't. I wouldn't even be. I wouldn't be pissed off. I wouldn't be sat there like going off oh, fucking hell. Adrian's in goal if he was in because I don't think he's done an awful lot wrong either. I just think because he's not Allison, you know, he's he's won as a trophy himself. He's he's done all right. He's just not Allison. Yeah, it is. And, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. He's not going to be the same size. He tries to play the same as Allison, granted, and he can't. And that's the problem. We, as we've just spoke about, that's the issue again, isn't it? Like yeah. we expect these players to come in and play the same way, and it's it's Adrian. Like I'm not being funny. Like Adrian, he, he like you said, he's done all right for us when he has played and, and stuff like that. If you don't look at Atletico Madrid, um, uh, but like if you want to keep it to play out, you with his feet, you would actually be better with me in goal than Adrian. Um, I'm a better passer than (laughs) when you play Atletico Madrid there that was Alisson in goal that never gets mentioned ever again no no. what the mistakes Alisson makes doesn't really get mentioned again but say for instance that mistake he's cost us a goal the other day Alisson we lose the league by a point now if that's Adrian he's fucking cost us the league where's his house because it's Alisson he gets away with it because he's world class, but you know, you don't get enough time to see Addy and all Keller to, to judge them on world scale abilities, you know what I mean? Yeah, they just come in, 
that's what they're there for. They come in to do a job, and nine times out of ten, when they do play, they do that job to an, yeah. to an fucking ability. So that'll, that's all we need. Yeah. Do you think we'll go strong overall tomorrow? With obviously we can secure secure the group. I think we can secure top spot with the win as well. Um, do you think we I just go so. sort of as full as strong as we can? Yeah, you should do, lad. Again, I speak about momentum. I think, you know, we're on a... We, we've just got a, a good result, a late goal against Man City to, to get you the points. You know, it's always fucking nice, the lads, to be buzzing with that. That'll, that'll feel like a win, getting to celebrate with the fans at the end and all that, do you know what I mean? Like, that'll feel like a, a three-point of that because it's it's knocked them for six that they've conceded and they haven't won the game. Where to us, we were like, just throwing fucking shit into the wind, weren't we, and having a goal. Um, so yeah, the, the lads will be raring to go. The lads will be wanting to play. They've been looking forward to going and making a statement. And we've said that all season in, in the Europa League. There needs to be a point where we go out and we go right. We're fucking Liverpool here. This is who we are. We don't. We shouldn't be here. We should be in the Champions League. So let's go and blow someone away and fucking cement, cement the, the next round. Which means I've just told me we get a bye. Yeah, so because there's more teams in the Europa League than there's like the Champions League, it, the teams who play second play like a an additional round. Uh, I think with the ones who drop down out of the Champions League, and then that then makes up your last sixteen. So it goes into a last thirty-two and then a last sixteen, whereas Champions League just goes straight last sixteen. Yeah. Um, but obviously that's all changing next season as well. Like the format of all three European competitions is changing next season. So, um. That that's even more fun. Which what's the Champions League going to now? Um, so it's a I can't I think it's a thirty-two team group uh, league. Sorry, where you play eight games, eight different Is that really teams. Happening? Yeah, yeah, eight teams, eight different games. Uh, sorry, eight different teams. Um, and then the top eight go automatically through. Then the next sixteen play uh, a knockout round before it. To see who goes through again, instead of just throwing the fucking top sixteen through, makes no sense. But yeah, that's how it's going to work. Um, you play eight games in the group from next season, and that's in all three European competitions. But so it's a, a it's a league table. The league table. But you don't play everyone. No. Right. So it's still it's, it's still in pots. It's yeah, all one big league table. It's still in pots. So, but every single team plays two teams from pot one, two teams from pot two, two from pot three, two from pot four. So, if we were in pot one, for instance, say we win the league, we would still play two teams from pot one. So, say we win the league, for instance, and we're pot one, we could then still play Bayern Munich and Real Madrid if they win their leagues. It's fucking mental. It's mental. Don't get me wrong, I, I I never shy away from the big teams. I want to play them all. Fucking great. That's what the Champions League's all about. But fucking having having teams could potentially knock you out without playing you is fucking bizarre. Yeah, like, it's, it's going to be so weird. Imagine finishing ninth on goal difference and then not getting through to the last 16. Yeah, I, I know. And the team who finishes eighth wasn't in your group, so you couldn't do fuck all. It's mad. Shite. <laughs> fucking Super League. Come at me. <laughs> so yeah, anyway, that's how it's going to be next season. But we'll uh, we'll talk about that when we're back in it next season. Um, yeah, Correct. so it's it's going to be mad. But yeah, um, look, we've just got to go out and get the win. We've got to secure top spot. Um, 
ease the pressure a little bit for the for the final game, you know, going out to I think we've got USG last game, haven't we? So going out to Belgium. Um it's a chance to give players who really aren't getting a, a look in a bit of a run out there. Um it's a bit of a free hit if we if we can secure top spot. So gotta go out and do it. Um but look it's European game at home and now it's only Europa League and now it's last, but we've got a we've got to treat it like it's a bigger game than it might feel like. I think the crowd needs to be up for it. Um, I think the crowd has struggled to get into the Europa League games. You know, we've come out of the last two home games and we've been praising the away fans because they haven't shut up and you'd expect it to come into Anfield. That's the game all three teams in our group look for. Um, but, you know, at least try and match the energy a little bit. Don't get me wrong, like, I can sit here and say, oh, fucking hell, we should be singing the same, should be the same. I have, I have arguments on Twitter with people who were in the 70s who said it's always been like that it, the fact that people think they used to sing week in week out for every single opponent is a load of bollocks and that there was times where it was flat and where lads did wear all fucking non-colours and stuff like that and then when the big games come about your St Etienne's and your fucking Chelsea's semi-final mm. that's when your um, all your red comes out and all the your groups of lads start fucking doing everything they can so I get it. It is. It's not a very flattering competition. Not very flattering opponent. But we want to win it. So I think you'll see. You'll see Anfield starting to accept it as a big competition once we get into them final stages beyond the last sixteen, probably quarter final, semi final. It will be active. Um, hopefully tomorrow it is a, a push over the line for the lads. And there's there's people there who, you know, there's fucking. I've never been offered so many tickets in my life. <laughs> it's just people again, people who can't really be arsed going because it's last because we should win are giving them away. But hopefully the tickets are going to people like myself and my half fella who will go and have a fucking sing. And um, you know, kids going the first game who are gonna be buzzing, seeing the lights and all that. That's what you where you want the tickets to be going, lad. You don't want them going to fucking anyone who's gonna sit there and just record and not be arsed, but I'm not getting into it. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we get into it too often, but no, you're right. Um Look, I, I say I'm not expecting it to be a, a Chelsea semi-final atmosphere or an Olympiacos atmosphere or a, you know a bar. I'm not expecting anything like that. Just, just a bit more than than it has been. That would be nice, just to make you know, yeah, like you said, just, just to push over the line. But this, this, I'd, I'd love like, and this is again no disrespect to anyone who's not from Liverpool or like anyone who doesn't go regularly. He doesn't know all the songs and that. But I'd love. I'd love just one, one cop to just all know the fucking words and all know the good songs and the old songs and lava bears upon my chest and scouts at Tommy. Same fucking oh and the dead. Hello, hello. Yeah, yeah. The, the proper songs are getting phased out because there's not enough people who know them. So I'd love just to have like a load of our fellas with the fucking sons and their sons with the sons all singing the fucking songs properly and at the same time being a fucking proper cop again. Yeah. And you know what? Even if you don't know the words, get an idea of the melody and just fucking say gibberish. That sounds like it. It'll, no, one, no one will notice around yeah. you. <laughs> as, long as, as long as it sounds similar. Yeah. But that's what I mean. Like, when, I, when I say it, it is hard, because obviously there might be a fucking fellow who hasn't been in the game for, for 15 years because of Joe or whatever, and he's taking his kids and, you know, they get judged for standing there quietly, but they might just be embarrassed because they don't know the words. Yeah. One yeah. of them. But, you know, I'll make a bit of fucking noise, just scream on something. No one's happy. Just make a bit of noise. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, no, it should be a good game. Should be a good game. Um, the weekend Fulham at home. Um, again, the the missing. I I don't like Fulham. I don't like Do anyone in the league. If I'm being honest, I remember. I think it was. I think it was the Roy Hodgson days, or whether he was their manager at the time. But I just remember it being fucking ice cold and it being nil nil. And I don't think there was a shot all game. It was fucking horrendous. If it, nah, you know what? If it's the game you're thinking of, I think I went with you. And I'm pretty sure they actually beat us because Martin Scales scored an own goal. Well, it might have been that one then, lad. <laughs> fucking, it was depressing anyway. Yeah, definitely depressing. Ice, ice cold, freezing. We didn't have a shot. It was Roy Hodgson. It was. It was fucking Roy Hodgson. Uh, no, nah, it wasn't Roy Hodgson. He might have been, like the, you say, he might have he been their manager. Their manager. Because... Yeah. And the only reason I know it wasn't Hodgson was ours because Suarez was there and he forgot to turn up. Um, so yeah, that was my first time going to see Suarez and he just was shit. I was gutted. <laughs> <laughs> um, probably was the only shit game he ever had for us, like, but yeah. Um, mad to think how look, long that was. I know, yeah. Um, but look, Fulham did, did a bit of a one of them. Um, the were they got away with one Monday against Wolves, um, who just can't catch a break with. With fucking VAR teams, um, they they're getting shit on more than anyone. Um, unfortunately, they should be uh, much higher up the table than they have been because they've been playing well. In fairness to them, but um, <clears throat> the missing the Mitrovic, um, I don't think they've replaced Mitrovic well at all. Um, Raul Jimenez hasn't been the same since he fractured the skull. Um, got a good reason, like any. <laughs> it, it's a good enough reason, but as I say, he's just I don't know. Is he just he scored. He scored one goal since he joined them, but I think I remember seeing he'd only scored like twice since he come back from that injury. Like so, um, and he was class for Wolves before that, wasn't he? Like to be fair, yeah. so um, no, I just don't think he was the right player to replace Mitrovic. So, um, we can we can sort of yeah, look, it should be an easy win. It should be in the operative word. Um, yeah, no, do you know what I think? As you say, I think Fulham have been doing all right. I think that they're never they never nailed on to lose. Mm. They always look like they've got a goal in them as well. They can they can have a fucking good goal and they turn up and it's just just a Liverpool thing that we are everyone's fucking cup final. Everyone <laughs> takes in against us and wants to be the headline and wants to get them points and you know, we've we've gone have to fucking work hard for it. But again, yeah. it, like we should work hard, but we should be able to go through the gears and grind it out it into second gear, into third gear, and then get a goal or two, and then fucking progress, rather than taking our foot off the gas. Yeah. Should be going and, and, and just trying to add goals, but not going to say a score prediction, but 5 nil <laughs> <laughs> Every week. You know what, I reckon we're the only team in the league that has about eight bogey teams, you know. Um, <laughs> every week. I hate I, everyone. I do. I, I mean, I just hate everyone in the league anyway. Um, but it's just, it's, it's just mad that... We play another team and I think to myself, bit of a bogey team then. But then I find myself saying that about six times a season. Um but no, look, I think they they were one of the ones that beat us Jordan lockdown as well, didn't they? When we lost the six on the spinner on field. So um you know, so be... something's playing on my mind and I can't let it go. That Roy Hodgson can't be manager of Fulham when Suarez was playing for Liverpool. I can't accept it. So <laughs> one of us is wrong because Yeah, he would have been because we sacked nope. him and then he went to he was Oh no, he it was the other way. Nah, it was the other way around, wasn't it? Yeah. He, he left Fulham for Liverpool. Yeah, no, I don't yeah, Maybe we're thinking of a, thinking of a different no, game. No, so. it was definitely, it was, it was like 
it was years ago. I'm sure he was their manager. But if he wasn't, he'd just come to us and it was horrendous. But it was <laughs> fucking horrendous. I think it was nil-nil. I'm going to look at all our fixtures with them and say, and I'll feel nil-nil and I'll be right. That was the one. Um, and I can't Pedro. believe you've seen Suarez be shit because I haven't. I know, yes. It's, I'm probably the only person. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just, yeah. I'm looking for It's look, just footy, isn't it? I just, I'll watch all footy, me. I'm not asked, but... Um, Within, within, we seem to be in a good moment. Um, and it's last season it got to a point where I wasn't really looking forward to us playing a lot of the time until we went on that little run. Um, and this season I've just, except for the first game of the season where me and you had that meltdown, um, <laughs> just it's just been a good feeling this season. Yeah, it, it, we just got that belief again, and I think you know the positive sign from new signings. Um, the, the new energy we've got, the, the pressing's back and we're seeing Nunes do things that, you know, he got writ off that he couldn't do for all and he's starting to look a player and it, it's exciting. Uh, we just need to try and have a little bit of luck on our side with injuries and stuff, which is obviously starting to go against us right now. But, you know, in a nutshell, we're in a fucking title race, lad. Yeah. We're in a title race with Man City and Arsenal and, you know, I think, I don't think there's a, for the first time in ages, there's a there's a dead shirt winner. No, it so, isn't. You know, we're not going to get overexcited and say, oh, fucking no one can beat us. But at the end of the day, there's not going to be many teams who do. And it's the same for City, it's the same for Arsenal. It's going to be an exciting few months. But we've just got to stay in with a shout. Stay in within a fucking four or five points of them and that'll be made up. Yeah. I'll be happy with that. Yeah, same, same. Um, so I just want to veer away from Liverpool for a very brief moment to um, just bring you our, our most recent version of how shit are referees and uh, the Newcastle one last night. Missed it. Ah, oh, lad, that was the Missed worst it. handball decision I've ever seen in my life. Like the the fella's been dropped and everything for tonight's game that he was on. Yeah, he's been telling me on the phone, lad. He's fucking. Just don't, I don't get a minute to watch fuzzy in that. <laughs> um, but I've heard all about it. Sounds brilliant. I, I was more like I've seen the clip of the the and Bulls one and that, that penalty is fucking ridiculous. Ridiculous, like it's crazy. I just it's just every week it should yeah. be be an act. We'll do that every week. Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Does that? And you know what? The only reason I bring it up right is because I, I want people to understand why we fume so much when the Tottenham thing happened and I want to ha- I want to highlight all the fucking shit referees around the world because we it just shows that we weren't doing it just for our own gain it's like it's affecting every single team in the league the only time I won't do it is when it affects Everton because that's funny uh, <laughs> I'll even do it then in fairness like um, no I won't no I but that's you. it like people want change but they don't want change when it's because of us yeah. And we're always the front runners for the changes that happen in the league and that. So you've just got to accept it that we will fucking speak up as fans of football and of fans of our football team. But, you know, fucking when you're losing points through no fault of your own, through pure shit efficiency. Incompetence. It's just not fucking fair. And it, it is yeah. ruining the game. And I'm, I'm seeing all sorts of shit about rule changes and sim bins and all that coming into play. It's a fucking... Take it back to... Basic football. If you're fucking ahead of the defender, you're offside. None of this fucking... If, if your full body's all right, you're offside. Yeah. 
you can't <laughs> score with your hands. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can't tackle. If you win the ball first and you catch the man, it's not a foul, it's not a red card. Just go back to basic football. Fucking yeah. swerve all this madness. If you're a referee and you're not sure, if you're stuck, stood there going, ooh, could have been a yellow, but it could have been a red. You're not a referee. Just make a fucking decision, you shit house. You know what, like, I know we don't really stick up for refs at all, ever. Um, but in fairness to them, I'd hate to be a ref now because I, 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 it must be hard for them to keep up, like, because they're changing the rules every single season. I think we've had a new offside rule for the last four seasons straight. Because they're making that many issues <clears throat> with the game. Like, and it's, they're not just basic things. Like, you've got people analysing that who haven't got a clue what's going on or what the rules are anymore. Hmm. You know what I mean? So, they just need to go back to basics. And I do get that it's hard to referee with all the different things that are in place, all the different procedures. And you've got VAR, can do one thing but can't do another thing. It's a, like, you're either fucking out the referee or you don't. You know, if the, if the ball's gone out, you can say, you know, was that actually a corner? Did that hit him? No. All right, go okay. kick. It's not hard. It doesn't take loads of time if you've got people watching on cameras. Yeah, it should no. be a split-second decision. Corner? No, it's not. All right, Sam, sorry. Yeah. Okay. It's no, all I'm these not. like it's all these little ones where you gotta draw the lines and it takes five minutes and stuff like that. It's like I'm not being funny. If it's that fucking tight, then it's not a clear and obvious error. Yeah. Like, but you've got to draw a line for an offside. Give the benefit of the doubt to the attacker, like you mm. used to. You yeah. know what I mean? Offside used to be fucking if your body is completely past the end of Yeah, yeah. <laughs> got there in the end. Um, but no, yeah, I agree. It's fucking, it's madness. Um, but yeah, we'll be back with another edition of How Shit Are Referees next week. I <laughs> know <laughs> <laughs> right, we need a little title so you can say I'll have to make something. Um, so look, just before we finish then, um, just a couple of little bits. Um, I'm going to be on a Sheffield United podcast over the weekend. So um, once the guy's there, once once we've recorded, once it's all out and all that, Keep an eye on social media for for that. Should be good fun to have a little chat with them. Bit bit different for me, different bit of change of pace. Looking forward to it. Um, and also, um, yeah, look, Jay has put together a a night of comedy today's money for the food banks. For those who do follow Jay on on social media at Scouts Republic, you know how much he does for the food banks all year round. Him and him and Sam, um, they don't stop for it. And now they've they've come up with this idea. Um five comedians um on the night. Look, it's five of the ticket. It's there's raffles, there's look, you know. I'll let you I'll let you go, Jay. There's no point. I don't really know but as that, much about it, lad, but go for it. I'm done with that. But that that's basically it. Ninth of December at the Sylvestian in L five in Liverpool. It's gonna be five comedians, some you know, one or two up and coming, some of them are very well known. The highlight's going to be Gary Ireland, who's on one of the um, biggest podcasts in the city at the minute. What's happening? <laughs> yes, <that's> <laughs> <happening>. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it should be a brilliant night. It's a five and a ticket plus about a quid you can fee. And all the profits are going to the food bank because the acts have currently said they'll do it for free. But obviously all we want is that the room's full for them. So if you can get down, get down. Yeah, that's it, look. Like I said, five of a ticket, a little bit of a booking fee on top, but um I've put a couple of comedy nights on myself. I've you know, I've had some of the acts on that that Jay's got. I know they're, they're fantastic. As I said, you've got Gary from What's Happening Podcast who 
Um, if we're being honest, it's only have a word that's bigger than them at the minute. So the fact that he's willing to do it is fucking unbelievable. Um, and yeah, look, it'd be nice to see some faces that we haven't seen before that from who've come from our Twitters or just our social medias and stuff like that. It'd be nice to see some some people there, but just need as many people there as possible so that the food bank gets as, as much money as possible. Because as you know, like I said, Jay, Jay and Sandy do this all year round, but they've done bits of Christmas for the last sort of four or five years now. And, you know, there's a lot of families who wouldn't who wouldn't eat a Christmas, who wouldn't get a proper Christmas meal if it wasn't for their efforts. So I think the least we can all do is is throw a little fiver in and have a good night out out of it. It's it's a win win. Yeah, do you know what I did say? Because we do we do attend it ourselves. So we do the panty. I think it's the twenty second this year. And you've got people turning up and they're queuing up from fucking half eight in the morning, the cold lad. Um, and they're expecting to get what they usually get. You know, they get a few tin goods and a bit of dry pasta and they might get like a pack of bacon and a bit of fruit and veg. Um, and we turn up with what we can. So we've been given a number. We'll turn up with as many turkeys as possible. Up to now, we've never failed. We've always had enough for the people. And we give the families a turkey each and the food bank work with us and they make sure there's fresh potatoes, all complete fresh veg. We take stuffing and sprouts and gravy. So they're effectively going away with a full Christmas dinner. They can cook themselves. You know, they don't have to attend like a sit-down meal with people they don't know. They can take it all home and they can cook a roast dinner for the family on Christmas Day. And it's, you know, it's it's fucking sad seeing some of the people who are there because without it, they are are stuck, really stuck. And, you know, we we give little books out to families and little... Some families bring the kids, and last year we give a Peter Rabbit book to some little Cockney girl, and she was nearly crying. And then we give the mad a turkey, and she went to bits, lad. I was like, "Oh, babe, we can have a Christmas dinner this year." They're like, "Fucking hell, it's 2022, 2023 now. Mm. It's fucking soul destroying." So that's why we do it. But you know, for a father, you end up with a good night. The acts aren't doing it for nothing in the end because you know you've supported them by turning up. And we make a shitload of money for towards mm. our turkeys for the family. So that's what that's what we're doing it for. Yeah. And you know, like I said, there's there's gonna be raffles on the night, there's there's music, there's there's a bar, more importantly. Um a late bar. <laughs> a late bar. Um but look, there's there's fucking gonna be all kinds happening on that night. So get yourselves down there and, and have a good night and as I say, just help support a good cause because uh they, they desperately need it. They need it all year round. And I know a lot of people who do listen will will go to match and they'll take a tin or two with them anyway for the food bank. So, you know, there's a lot of people who already do do a lot for them, but um this this will be a... Go on, sorry. Yeah, that's that's another thing as well. Like people who go to matches and that there is there's Everton and Liverpool because we know a few blues listen to us, don't we? <laughs> uh, yeah. Just make your party a match day routine. Scarf, ticket, tin and just take one tin with you. Be discreet as you want or you can be as fucking loud and proud as you want. But Every little tin helps. Every tin's a kid not going to bed hungry. So we can make that part of our routines. You know, we've got, there's one by Everton, by that shed that he's playing. There's an, um, one on the corner there and we've got one by the cop, by the flagpost corner. So just pass a tin in. Yeah, absolutely. Anything you can do that they're more than grateful for. Um, and like Jay says, one tin means one less kid going to bed hungry. So, um, 
just it's a no-brainer really in it but look we were we had a good chat we've got a few matches to look forward to and until next week up the reds <laughs> <laughs> sports social podcast network <laughs>